investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 46 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So the market's started to open up now for 2023. We've seen a couple of good weekends now of open for inspections, uh, which is typically the case after the Australia Day long weekend. We start to see new uh, new listings and new campaigns commencing. Uh, it's t- certainly been a lot slower though this year compared to last. So the second weekend in February in 2022 saw in excess of a thousand auctions that weekend, whereas this year, this coming Saturday, uh, we'll see only just over 600 auctions. So the supply levels are certainly down, but demand is as well, which is why the market, it's certainly come back significantly, which is what we'll talk about, but it possibly hasn't come back as much as it may have um, if the demand levels uh, hadn't um, held as well as they possibly have. Um, so what I thought we'd do is we'll go through, uh, we've, we've produced our uh 2023 property report, which we're doing on an annual basis these days. Um, and as as is always the case, it's a fairly substantial document. Um, so what we're going to do today is just cover off on uh, a couple of parts that uh, I thought would be quite interesting to discuss. Now, you should have received a copy um, if you are on our mailing list. Uh, you will have received that report. But if you're not, um, there's certainly a link to the episode in, within this episode sorry, of the podcast within the information blurb, and you can visit our website and download a copy from there. So the two major areas that I wanted to cover off from the report today, the first one is it will give you a quick overview of 2022 and what the market's done and some of the driving factors. And then I wanted to look at the, uh, what we believe will be the five major issues shaping the market for 2023. So let's have a look firstly at the, uh, the year that's been for 2022. And now Bernie's finally saw off the uh, the last of the COVID lockdown. Um, but as a result, there was a, a new spectre that started to loom. And, and that was the impending interest rate rises that we've, uh, we've all no doubt read significantly about. Now, in hindsight, looking back, the market probably peaked in Melbourne in late 2021. And things continued to really tick along at the start of 2022. The market was still looking good. As I said before, the uh, supply and vendors still had confidence that there was going to be demand there. Um, But but many buyers, they they certainly remained confident, particularly off the back of um, assurances from the Reserve Bank Governor that uh, there was unlikely to be any interest rate rises until 2024. So the market still had a degree of confidence there. But as inflation started to rise and things started to change, uh, and we saw the first interest rate rise of 25 points in May, um, obviously market dynamics really started to alter. Uh, and by the end of the year, we uh, we had seen a total of 3% increase in interest rates and the, um, the cash rate was sitting at 3.1%. So while at the start, um, supply was reasonably strong, as the buyers pulled back because of those interest rate rises, the market changed. Um, and so we did start to see values um, come back quite noticeably. Um, buyers were obviously very mindful of mortgage stress that could come as a, as a result of these interest rate rises. Those that potentially had um, fixed interest rate loans that they'd secured a number of years earlier were worried what the uh, the change in their interest rate would be once those um, loans came to a conclusion. Um, and obviously, depending upon when you purchased, there was the potential for negative equity. So it was a, there was a lot of things playing on buyers' minds that meant that they did start to pull back. Um, or for, in some circumstances, which we certainly saw with some of our clients, they still wanted to pursue um, purchasing a property, particularly owner-occupiers. But in a lot of areas, they were um, pulling back their limits um, to, to take into account the uh, 
the the rises that were um, continuing to come. So what this what this resulted in was that uh, Melbourne prices fell 8.1 percent. The median price fell that much for the year, which was the largest calendar year decline since CoreLogic records began in the mid 1980s. So it was certainly a significant um, significant reduction in values. Now let's have a look going forward at 2023 and what some of the, what the five major issues we believe um, will shape the property market in Melbourne for for this coming year. First one, obviously, being further interest rate movements, um, which will impact on the property market. Now, clearly, interest rates have been the driving factor of performance in the last year, and that's not likely to change in the year ahead. Um, there's been mixed expectations from uh, from different economists and different people predicting on what interest rate movements might look like for the coming year. There's certainly been some saying that there'll be limited rises, perhaps only one or two. In more recent times, there's been um, some predictions saying that there could be four or more interest rate rises in the year ahead. Um, and others are saying that there'll be some interest rate rises in the first half of the year, followed by reductions in the second half of the year if the right circumstances prevail. Now, obviously, that's um, the uh, Reserve Bank's decision, and they'll certainly take their cues from things like employment levels, interest rates, uh, sorry, investment spend, um, consumer and business confidence levels, and obviously what inflation does do over that period of time. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a crystal ball. It would be fantastic to have one. Um, but what we can do is look at past patterns of how interest rates um, and property markets have related to one another and how things have changed as a result of um, interest rates moving. Um, so it's interesting to note that the interest rates can fluctuate marketedly, while property ma- the property market does certainly have its ups and downs. But if you look at the long-term trend, and there is a really good graph in the property report, it shows that there is still that um, the trajectory line for the property markets is certainly still always, always on the up for Melbourne. Um, and the expectation when it comes to the relationship between interest rates and the, and the median house price movement is usually that if you see a reduction in, in interest rates, it's the intention is to spur the property market on and you'll see increases in value, while increases in interest rates would normally hold enthusiasm and prices would start to reduce. Now, that, this graph shows that over the last 10 years, that's generally been the case. Um, however, it's not always what happens. So if you go back to 2002 through to 2008, interest rates were steadily increasing over that period of time, but the property prices were as well. Now, that came about off um, a a significant period of time of pent-up demand through the first eight or nine years of the 1990s, uh, where the property market was stagnant that entire time. So that that pent-up demand really drove um, market activity from the late 90s through to about the uh, the GFC in 2008, when obviously circumstances changed again. But it, it certainly meant that there was, even though interest rates were, were on the incline, the property market certainly uh, was able to withstand that and continue to increase. The second point for uh, for the year ahead is um, that the sales market is likely to continue to, to ease, but the rental market is continuing to soar, and that's likely to, to be the same going forward. Obviously, during the pandemic, the rental market in Melbourne suffered greatly as a result of the border closures. Um, There was no overseas travellers coming in. Uh, University students, both domestic and international, were not taking up rental properties. Expats were not returning from overseas. And we weren't getting the migrant numbers that we would traditionally get into Melbourne. And so these groups that typically, they do make up a large portion of renters um, in Melbourne. And that had a significant impact on rental values over that period of time. And it was then compounded further by the exodus of Melbournians 
going regionally um, or perhaps even interstate, and that took even further um, tenant demand out of uh, out of the market. But if we fast forward to 2023, um, and the majority of us are fully vaccinated, borders are now open. Um, we're seeing immigration really start to rise, and that's expected to continue this year. Um, and we're not likely to see any more lockdowns, hopefully, anyway. Um, and as a result, the rental market is really now starting to, to resurge, and, and that's, a, that's a really good thing. It's certainly very good news for investors, um, but it is making it tough for renters at the moment. The city saw its greatest decline in new listings, which was down 16% year on year this year. Um, and the vacancy rate is also at historic lows. So that's really creating pressure and pushing rental figures up, which as I said, is good for investors, but it does make it tough for the rental market at the moment. Uh, and that's likely to continue with these, these strong levels due to uh, continued tougher buying conditions. You're not likely to see um, current tenants being able to perhaps step into the um, into the uh, the market because it is so tough with interest rates the way they are at the moment. And this will mean that there'll be less, obviously, investor demand until we start to see that shift that we were talking about um, where to help it with uh, increasing supply levels to take the pressure off the demand. So that's what we really need to see and that's not likely to change anytime soon. So I think the rental market is, is likely to continue to be very strong um, through this year. The third point is population growth, um, which will continue to full, uh, fuel sorry, uh, capital growth going forward. Um, population in Melbourne is certainly resurgent. Uh, it's set to continue to fuel strong demand for houses. Um, which will underpin that long, long-term long capital growth. It may not have a, a, uh, an impact in the short term, but long-term we certainly feel it will um, continue to drive strong capital growth levels in Melbourne for property. COVID certainly pushed um, Melbourne's population levels into decline, um, but now that we are back on track and, and set to still overtake Sydney's population um, just after 2030, which is a little later than expectations were, but it is still um, on the horizon. So that, will, that growth um, will continue to be driven by international arrivals, but it's also by other Australians from around the country looking to move to Melbourne um, due to the, the lifestyle attributes that, that we do offer. Um, and we'll also see a bit of a reversing trend, which is the reversing COVID trend, which is good. Sydney siders are certainly attracted to Melbourne at different points because property prices are relatively affordable. Um, we've obviously had some really good growth during the pandemic. However, Sydney's was next level. So it certainly uh, achieved some very strong growth levels as well. And so Melbourne is still seen as relatively attractive from a, a property price point of view. The other thing that's likely to, con to, to continue is a regional market reversal. And that's really starting to take hold. Um, the further demand for Melbourne property um, will come more so from that regional market. And the COVID regional boom that we certainly saw is starting to change and starting to recede. As many start to, to tire of the regional lifestyle, it's not for everyone. Um, and they might, and particularly people that have grown up and, and really enjoyed metropolitan living might be starting to understand or realise that the lifestyle perhaps isn't for them. It doesn't necessarily offer the, the services that they may have expected. Um, and in infrastructure benefits are not the same as what they are in a metropolitan area. And nationally, we're seeing this is not just in Victoria and in Melbourne, in that regional markets that grew so strongly during the pandemic, uh, according to CoreLogic, are some of the fastest in terms of reductions in values. So if we focus more on Victoria, um, the greatest decline in values has been uh, in Druin in West Gippsland, um, which has come back 10.8%, East Geelong 102 and Belmont 
um, 8.8. So there's some some of the regional areas that have, have shown the greatest reduction in value. And we'd expect that to continue as and, and see more um, reversals where uh, regional occupants will come back to uh, Melbourne and, and probably taking up in some of the middle middle to outer ring suburbs. The final point that we think will have an impact on, on the property market for Melbourne in 2023 is the likely change in investor activity as it begins to become um, something that uh, investors are considering. While we see rents continuing to um, to strongly grow, uh, we'll see the population in Melbourne continue to uh, to increase, and we'll see renewed appreciation for city living, as well as softer competition and easing of prices. These are factors that are really likely to start to pique the interest of investors and make them start to consider whether now might be a time to um, get back into the property market. Um, it's likely to occur more so once investors believe that we've reached the bottom of the cycle and there is still likely to be um, some further reductions in values this year. So it's not likely to see a significant change in values, but as conditions start to alter, they are moving in favour of investors. So as I said, it will start to pique their interest. It's been subdued for a significant period of time. Um, and particularly, even though we have seen good growth during the pandemic, that was really driven by owner occupiers as opposed to investors, um, primarily because it, that time coincided with high vacancy rates and low rents, which are not conducive to investors. They still, even though capital growth should be the, the key driver and key focus, rental returns are still very important. Um, and that was emphasised by the fact that since the first rate rise in May last year, um, lending for investments fell 24% according to CoreLogic. So that really does indicate that the price of debt is still having a significant effect and is still impacting whether investors will enter the market or not. So as we do begin 2023, um, I, th I think they'll still remain cautious, but it's starting to turn. Um, and so once we do see um, interest rates stabilise and prices um, start to plateau off, these two key factors will start to mean that people, investors will consider that it might be time to uh, to get back into the market. And if you combine those with resurgent rental figures that we've been discussing, um, the sharpening vacancy rate, which continues to do that, um, and increased immigration and population growth, these all these factors will really start to, to bring about the um, options for investors to get back into the market. Um, that's about it for the five points that we wanted to discuss today. As I mentioned earlier, the property mark, uh, property report sorry, is, is very detailed, so we've only covered off on select parts today. And if you aren't on our mailing list and would like to get a copy, please visit our website um, and sign up to our mailing list or contact the office and we will uh, we'll gladly send you a, uh, a copy out. So thanks again for joining me for episode 46 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. As always, pre please share the podcast far and wide and uh, recommend it to any friends and family that may find it beneficial. Um, if you would uh, like further information um, on making rewarding property decisions, please visit our website, blakeland.com.au, and we wish you all the best with your property decisions.